We hope you enjoy this message recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Well, I'm excited. Um, and this has been brewing for a long time. And uh, um, I pray there'll be some sort of Holy Spirit order. Uh, Holy Spirit alliance, like it'll just not just come all out and ah. Um, but there's just something that has been brewing in, in our hearts, uh, mine and Desiree's hearts now, since the, since the beginning of the year. And just around about just stirring up, just, just, just b- b- redigging wells. Redigging wells. And, and so this, this series that we've, we've, we've grappled with what to call it, but we, I just said, this is what we're going to call it, well up. Who knows that, uh, that something needs to well up inside of us? I don't know about you right now, but if, if, if you're just sitting there in peace and calm and quiet, then this, is, this series is for you. Uh, this series, if you're sitting there this morning with something inside of your spirit, just something's, something's just going on. Anyone, anyone, feeling, anyone feeling bent up right now? Anyone feeling a bit of pressure like you're about to explode? All right, not you. All right, this. <laughs> but, but for me right now with what's going on uh, around the world and this, this virus thing, and I'm just like, this, this, this is not right. It's not right. Why? Because most of you, if you've been in the life of the church for a while, my, my favourite thing is about meeting together to encourage one another. And this whole media and this whole virus has, has with whatever your opinion on it, it's, it's causing people not to meet together. And it's just, it's just me mad. I, just, I need just mad. I don't need anyone else mad right now. Just mad. Man, all you extroverts are just getting wound up right now. All you introverts are just, praise Jesus. All my prayers have been answered. Stay at home, everyone. Stay at home. Ah, praise Jesus. But, uh, but something's got to, uh, something, I mean, and then, and then the, the, the stuff that's going through our government right now. If, if that is not stirring you up, if that's not welling up inside of you, uh, I would something's wrong. In fact, I know MPs that call themselves Christian voting for it. I'm like, mm, I, I want to lay hands on them in Jesus' name. Uh, but that's how I'm feeling right now. But don't point fingers at me. Jesus got angry. Yes, when he went to the temple, what did he see? He didn't see what his temple was supposed to be like. So what did he do? He, he, he even made a whip and he chased out all the money changers. He chased out uh, all the people profiteering from. Now he goes, my house should be a house of prayer. And there's something that stirred up inside of him and said, no, this is not right. My house should be a house of prayer. Please, this, this, this series is not a political series. I'm just... You, just some, just okay. I'm venting, all right. <laughs> but uh, but here's the thing: is, is it's got to stir up inside of you. In a moment, we're going to pray and calm me down. Um, but um, you know, when when Jesus went to finally went along and finally got to where Lazarus had died, and he was in the tomb. 
It says that when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with, with her, a deep anger wowed up inside of him and he was deeply troubled. Why was that? Because his instruction earlier was, this is gonna bring glory to God. But people had lost hope, they had lost faith, they had seen the circumstances and situation. And yes, I can understand with them, you know, it feels like it's, God, He's dead and buried. It feels like it's over. It feels like it's finished. But something welled up inside of Jesus. And He got to the point, He's like, no, this is not right. Then He starts, He says, roll the stone away. Lazarus, come forth. I don't know about you, but this series is about us getting our own Lazarus come forth. Turn to your neighbour and say, Lazarus, come forth. Come on, it was louder in Mosgiel. What about in the city? Come on, Lazarus, come forth. I know we're using, we've just played an 80s style song. We're using 80s style preaching as well. All right. So, so this Father in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Over the next four or five weeks, as, as we unlock and as you stir, I pray, Lord, there is a welling up inside of us, Lord, of who you've called us to be as Christians. I pray, Heavenly Father, for your Holy Spirit to anoint and, and minister this Word. I need your help, Jesus. I pray that you would well up and overflow into our worlds. Jesus, help in your mighty name, I pray. Amen. Something's got to well up inside of you. For it to well up inside of you, it's got to be inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, this morning, I'm just mad. I'm mad. I'm like, what's going on? What are we, what's happening around the world? Like, what really tipped it off was that they cancelled the NBA. <laughs> right? How many, how many other people are mad that the NBA is cancelled? How many people are mad that, that other sport events are cancelled? How many people are mad that, that, that your hobby has been cancelled? Why? Why are you mad? It's a game about a ball. I'm talking to myself. Why are you mad? Why are you mad? But why do we get welled up and why do we get stirred up about sometimes things that don't matter? Yet we're quiet about the things that do matter. How many memes have we seen this, 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 this week? How many memes were like, oh, people hearing about this, but here, you know, um, toilet rolls getting sold out and all this sort of thing. But hey, when, when someone says repent, nothing. This series is about something stirring in our spirit. I'm not speaking end times here. I'm just saying, come on, there's a world that needs Jesus. There's a world that needs Jesus. He's going to use you. He's going to use me. It's going to stir up in our spirit. If it's not in there, it can't overflow. And I love that this is just following on from the full and overflow series. So I'm praying that something's going to well up inside of you this morning. Well, the key scriptures around this series are going to come from Genesis chapter 26. 12 through 25, and then John chapter 4, the story about Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, this morning, we're not going to 
We're going to read the Genesis one. We're going to read a snippet, first 14 scriptures out of John chapter 4. And then we're going to unpack some stuff. And then we're going to continue the series tonight and uh, in the next few weeks. Is that cool? Awesome. Grab your Bibles. Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 through 25. That sounds like way too many scriptures through here. 12 through 15. Not a t- one, not a, t- not a two, a one. When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted. For the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man and wealth continued to grow. He acquired so many flocks and sheep and goats, herds of cattle and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. So the Philistines filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt. These were the wells that had been dug by his servants, the servants of the, his father Abraham. Who knows that there's one way to get rid of someone? In that context, in that time where, where you're living on the land and all that, uh, the well is the place where you go to get water. Everyone needs water. You're apparently made up of 60% water. That's great, right? It's 60%, but that means water in, water out. Who, who knows what it feels like to be dehydrated? Come on, we can be dehydrated in the natural, but what about being dehydrated in our spirit as well? And we're going to unpack some of that Scripture in the next few minutes. In John chapter 4, this is the story, and we're going to read the first 14 Scriptures. It says this, Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that He was baptising and making more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go to Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to Samaria, a Samaritan village of Sychar, as that's how we're going to pronounce it, uh, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus was tired from a long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water and, she, and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. Verse 9. The woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than the ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and and his animals enjoy? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Amen. Father, I thank You again for Your Word. I thank You for Your Scripture that encourages us. Lord, help this morning in Jesus' Name. Amen. Well, here's the thing. Something's got to stir up inside of us. Many injustices around the world, many, many things at our doorstep, just down the road, stuff happening. Life is not how Jesus came to give it to us. And we've got to, I pray that there's, there's something that's going to stir up inside of you. But see, here's the thing is, is everyone here has an opinion, right? You have an opinion. Any, do anyone know an opinionated person? 
Stick your hand up. If you put your hand up, you're an opinionated person. <laughs> because you had an opinion on the person who had an opinion. <laughs> right? And so here, here's, we all have opinions. Right now, you have an opinion on how we should uh, respond to the health situation around our nation or around the world. We have an opinion about the, the political situation around the nation. We have a, an opinion about the needs and the, and the, and the, 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 what do we call this thing? The city that we live in. Excuse me. The country that we live in. We all have an opinion on how stuff should be done. I went to the dental hygienist. She has a strong opinion on how you should look after your teeth. Very strong, actually. I was like, shh, be quiet. She's telling me off. I felt told off. But she had a good, it was a good opinion because she wants you to be healthy, right? All right, amen. So everyone has an opinion. Turn to your neighbour and say, tell them the thing that you're most annoyed with right now. Oh, I'm not annoyed, I'm in church. Just dig a little deeper, you'll find something. Just dig, just, ah, uh, there we go, you found it. It doesn't take long until we find an opinion. It doesn't take long until something inside is going to get out. Come on, for something to get out, it's got to be inside of you. And we did this series called Full and Overflowing and we're, we're dealing with some stuff. And so hopefully the overflowing of our opinion is a good opinion. It's a gracious opinion. It's a, it's a faith opinion. It's a hope opinion. But it's, if we're honest, it doesn't take long until we find another opinion. We find, find situations and circumstances start having an opinion that has become dirty and dusty. Why do I say dirty and dusty? Is because that's what they filled in their wells with. When the enemy wants to try and slow you down from the things that, he's, that you're thirsting off after, he says there in Genesis that, he, that the enemy came along and filled in the wells. They filled in the natural wells where they got water from. And this series is about digging up our spiritual wells again. Not just our natural wells, praise Jesus. We, we go to the tap and water comes out. It's a modern day revolutionary idea. It's amazing. If you live in the city. If you live out of the city, it doesn't happen unless you rain on the roof. But, now, now, but, but in our heart and our, and our spirit, come on, let's not just, Sunday is not just for drinking. Water, spiritual water, right? Let's clarify that. Uns, like, you're supposed to be saved people, right? Sunday is, is, is for a spiritual drinking, but here's the thing. You've got to learn how to go. We've got to, we have to learn how to go to the well Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Come on, we've got to learn how to, is there a hunger? Is there a thirst that drives us to go to the well. Why would we want to go to the well? Because we're thirsty. Come on, I know we're talking. I'm talking in the natural point of view, but it's a spiritual thing. I want to. I want to read some scriptures to us. It says this in Matthew chapter five, verse six. This is the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus preaching here. Jesus teaching. He goes, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after, thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It's, not, it's not about, see, we, 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 we stop on blessed who are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. 
And we think, whoa, man, I'm just, I've got to work on myself. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to go after this. Oh man, how many times are they just telling me I need to read my Bible again? They just tell me I've got to pray more. They're just going to, no, 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 don't focus on that. Focus on the reward. Because when you know what the reward is, you'll easily do what you need to do to get to the reward. And it says that they will be filled. I don't know if you've ever been thirsty in the natural in your hard day's work or something and you get to the end of the day and you, and you go to the fridge and get out a nice water and you just drink it down. You're like, it's the greatest feeling. For those sparkling water people, it's the same thing. And, 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 you, and you, you're quenched. It's the same thing with, with, our, with, with something welling up inside of us. If we know what the result's going to be, wouldn't we run after it more? If you knew the lotto ticket numbers, who would not buy a lotto ticket? No, we would, because we knew what the reward was going to be. I don't know what the reward's going to be, but when it comes to Jesus, when we hunger and thirst after Him, it says here that we will be filled. We will be filled. What do you want to be filled with? I want to be filled with grace. I want to be filled with God's presence. I'm, I'm angry enough as it is. I've got stuff I'm dealing with as it is. But if I hunger and thirst after His righteousness, the result's going to be that I'm going to be filled with His grace. I'm going to be filled with patience. I'm going to be filled with love. And it's the same for those who hunger and thirst after Him. And, and it's, I love the word there, blessed. It's the, it's the Greek word makorios, which also means happy. Yeah. Is anyone happy this morning? Yeah. Uh, you, you should be happy because we're hungry and thirsting for righteousness. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. Are we all right? Yeah. Just, just bringing you some more Scripture. It says this. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living Water and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. Another one, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 13. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all who turn away from you will be disgraced. They will be buried in the dust of the earth, for they have abandoned the Lord, the fountain of living water. The fountain of living water. And so I'm just trying to lay a foundation here when we're talking about Jesus. And we'll go back to the, the Scripture in John in, in a moment. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, those who thirst after Jesus, will, the water will be a bubbling spring with inside them and it will never run out. Why? Because it's the presence, it's the Spirit of God that Jesus has released into us. See, when we know the reward, who's willing to go after it? See, see this, this message this morning is a really, is just one word, devotion. How is our devotion? It's how, is our, like, how is our hunger? You know what it is to be hangry. Yeah. Come on, does, no, does anyone not know what hangry is? Just wait until about one o'clock. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's when, it's when, when you haven't had any food and you get angry and you become hangry. What, 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 the same sort of thing happens when we, when we deplete the, the infilling of the presence and the Spirit of God. 
And it's about welling up within us. See, each time Abraham dug a well, there was a promise attached to it. Every time through Genesis and in a moment, I'll share some of those. But God gives us an experience that we can draw from. Every time something happens in your world, something, some situation, whether it's good or bad, I pray most of the time we draw from our, our good experiences and maybe we learn uh, through our bad experiences. But every time Abraham moved from place to place, he would dig a well. Why? Because he knew the importance of having water and the life source that came to sustain and supply a village, a huge amount of people and cattle and everything. So he knew the importance of the well. I wonder as Christians today, do we know the importance of who Jesus Christ is? Christ is as our Lord and our Saviour? Or have we just got used to just turning the tap on? Come to church, just turn the tap on. I'll turn it off again. That's easy. Did you ever, have you ever had to dig a well? It says that they dug wells through limestone. Now it is a softer stone, but it still work. It still work. How, how, how much are we willing to go after what God has for us? How much are we willing to push in the Spirit? How much are we willing to let God's grace stir in our heart, stir in our spirit? Well, here's the thing. We do have to go after it. But here's the thing. When you draw near to God, He will draw near to you. Tonight we're going to be talking about that. Um, see, see, dirt gets in though. We 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 get our lives and we introduce ourselves. Uh, sorry, some 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 way Jesus introduces Himself to you, and we we declare Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Praise Jesus, right? We're so thankful that he, he died on the cross and rose again for us. He, and, and, he, and He saved us. He took the penalty of our sin. Is anyone excited about that this morning? Come on, why don't we give Jesus just some praise. Who's thankful this morning that their sin has been dealt with? I'm thankful this morning. But here's the thing is, and we, we get excited about that. Who remembers the time they got saved? Come on, there was a bubbling well jumping up. I got saved when I was 14. I was, I, was, I was at a Christian camp and then I went to this thing called CTC, Capital Teen Convention. It was at the Wellington Town Hall. It was awesome. And, uh, and, and that night they did a message and I, I knew I'd responded to Jesus before, but then something that night that was just like, no, I do. I, I give my heart again and just some joy just welled up inside of me. There was an excitement about it. I pray that I'm stirring your excitement this morning. And when you remember how, how Jesus was revealed to you. But here's the thing is Jesus revealed to me, but then stuff gets in. Dirt gets in. Dust gets in. And we've got to learn how to dig up the dirt. We've got to learn how to dust off all the stuff that gets into our world. See, I love, I love it in, in, in Luke chapter 10, verse 41. Because it's just two amazing ladies. It just happened to be ladies at this time. Two amazing ladies, and you know the scripture well. But it says this. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you're worried and upset over all these details. 
There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. If you don't know the, con- the context of that, that scripture, is where Jesus goes and visits Mary and Martha. Martha, though, gets upset because she's busy doing the jobs in the kitchen, and Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet. There's something stirring in there. See, here's the thing is, is, is I reckon Martha, Martha would have been okay doing the jobs as long as she'd had time sitting at the feet of Jesus. We don't know, we don't read into it, but I'm assuming, you know, when, when it comes to when serving in the life of the church or serving God anywhere, I mean, have you had time sitting at the feet of Jesus? Have you had time just stirring and, and getting welling up the presence of God, welling up the grace of God, the love of God in our lives? Because that's the thing that's going to overflow. See, Martha would have had no problem, absolutely no problem. She would have been in there doing the dishes. I don't know if that's how you do dishes. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. And she was whistling away to herself. Singing along, great is the Lord. I don't know. But you know how sometimes we can get upset about things primarily because we haven't had our time to drink. We haven't had our time of devotion. We haven't had our time where we just sit at. Cesare and I have been doing this for 12 years now. And every time someone's come to us upset because they're doing a whole lot of stuff. They're doing a whole lot of stuff. And you know, we always go, what's the first question we ask them? How's your devotional life? Well, I've just been too busy. You're dry. Well, I've got no joy in my life. How's your devotional life? Well, I'm doing this. No, you've got to prioritise the right things. You know, I know different people just saying this year, this year they've set the alarm for 6 a.m. They get up because they want to drink. They want to drink spiritually from the Bible. They want to drink from Jesus. And let's not get into a place where we lose the very thing that God has come to give us. And that's life and life in its fullness. Amen. 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 Well, I want to move on a little bit this morning. But I love... I want to I want to continue to focus on drinking from Jesus. I love where it says here in in John chapter four verse nine. The woman was surprised for her Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, "You are a Jew, I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink?" Jesus' reply is this: If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. I reckon, I believe, I believe at the start of this series, we've got to focus on and renew the very experience of Jesus Christ in our life. I really believe it. When Jesus is having this conversation with the Samaritan woman, he's like, yeah, hey, I want to drink in the natural. But he's, he's also reciprocating that by saying, hey, if you, if you only knew, if you just only knew the gift, uh, the, the, the person you're talking to. And he said, if you only knew the gift God has for you, what is the gift God has for you? I wonder what the gift is that God has for you and for me today. 
Well, I want to I help you out just a little bit. There's this, there's this famous scripture in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Anyone know it off by heart? Maybe you don't know it off by heart, but write it down and write this gift down. This is the greatest gift. It says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Isn't that an amazing gift? Come on, that is an amazing gift. That's my salvation. That's your salvation. That's our salvation wrapped up in one gift. The free gift of God is eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. Come on, we've got to get, that's something to get excited about this morning. Well, here's the thing. If that's not getting you excited about it, do you want me to go back and, and read the account of Jesus on the cross? Do we need to go back and highlight and play the passion of the Christ on the screen so we can visually see the, the, the torment and the pain that someone would go through for you and for me so that we could have a free gift of God is eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. Come on, people, this morning, I am purposely trying to push this point about getting knowing who Jesus is as our Lord and Saviour. There's got to be something that is getting stirred up and welled up inside of us to just go, you know what, this is what it's about. And I'm working hard here. It's still quiet. <laughs> well, we're conservative down in the South. <laughs> What's going to well up out of you? I'm, I'm 42, almost 43, 24th of March. Same as Pastor Justine. But she's not 43. She's younger. Same birthday. And I was thinking, you know what? I definitely haven't got my life figured out. There's still stuff that I'm working on. There's still stuff processing, still stuff that I'm still trying to ha- figure out how to do this, how to do that, how to respond, how to communicate, how to, how to lead, how to all this sort of stuff. But there's one thing I do know is that I want the, the, the Spirit of God to continue to get more and more and more and, and well up more and more and more inside of me. I want the next 40 years of my life to mean something purposeful that, that is going to honour Jesus in eternal life. I want to live my life that's going to honour Him. Now, there's many areas that I've got to work on, but I'm working hard on stirring myself up for the cause of Christ. Because there's too many people hurting. The rationale of life right now is people are running out to buy flipping dollar paper. Sorry, I used a Christian swear word. Flipping. What is that about? Does that not mind boggle you? People are worried about what they're wiping their butts with. Is what has, what has, what has society come to? That's just funny to me. You know, I saw another meme that someone put a whole lot of toilet rolls in one of those claw games. (laughs) What? Surely there's bigger things to be concerned about. It is if we know what the hope 
and the, and the love and the gift of God is that we have in our life. See, fear doesn't live here no more. I'm, we're not naive. Please, I'm not talking about being naive. But I'm saying, what is welling up inside of us? What is stirring up? The devil tries to put dust in, put dirt in, but we have to learn how to dig it up, dust it off. Sometimes we've got to push. Sometimes we've got to wait. Sometimes we've got to challenge ourselves to go, you know what? Come on, God. You know, what, who, who's ever fasted for a day? Yeah, it's, it's felt like 10 years. Well, it has to me. But what about four days? Mary and Martha had to, oh, we're not talking about fasting now, but what about, what about having to wait? Mary and Martha had to wait four days. Four days. What about, what about having to wait 40 days? Jesus fasted 40 days. That's a long time. I've got friends who have fasted 40 days. They got very skinny. I've thought about fasting 40 days. Uh, more response from that than we... Uh, yeah. You're getting passionate about wrong things, people. What about 50 days? The disciples had to wait. 50 days, there was a promise that Jesus says, wait here until the Holy Spirit comes. And they had to wait 50 days. Well, how much dust and dirt can get in in that time? How much persecution is happening around their world at that time? But they still waited. They gathered together in the upper room, probably recited the Lord's Prayer a billion times. Or, or however. What about Noah? I mean, Noah built a boat over 120 years, but he had to float for 100. Anyone want to float in the boat? <laughs> what, about, what about the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years? How much dust, how much dirt is getting in on your faith and, and on your expectation there? And how, what situation? You know, so much dirt, so much dust gets into our world. We've got to learn how to dig it up and dust it off. You know, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 14, Jesus gives the instructions to the disciples. Hey, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go out. I want you to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. This is what I want you to do. But if you're not received, this is also what I want you to do. He goes, if any household or towns refuse to welcome you or listen to your message, shake it, its dust from your feet and as you leave. Here's the thing is you've got to learn how to shake stuff and dust off your feet. But here's, not, here's the next thing is not just shake the dust off. You've got to leave. How many times do we shake the dust off and the, and the dirt off and we stay? And we keep going round. And round and round the same tree. No, it says shake the dust off, the dirt off, and leave. And I don't know about you, but I, I, there's many times where I've just gone round and round and round in circles. I've come down an altar call, Lord, save me. Wasn't Pastor Mark's message on Sunday night awesome? Hagar and Ishmael, if you weren't here, listen to it. You need to listen to it. But... We, we keep going round and round. No, we've got to shake the dust off and leave. Okay, we've got to keep going. I wonder what about, you know, the, the place in this Samaria. Samaria was a, I, I don't have time to go into the context of it all, but this, this location, this place where this well was, where they were sitting, where Jesus was having this conversation. You know, there's many promises. 
Many, many declarations made at that place. I wonder as we go through life and we have many promises, there's many words that Jesus has spoken to you that the Holy Spirit revealed to you. I've got a promise that God's given me. It was a dream that I had probably about 10 years ago. And, it was, and I woke up and I was, and I, I, it was a vision that I, and I was going to a stadium. I, I can't picture the stadium, but I just knew we were going to a stadium to worship Jesus, to lift up Jesus. And it wasn't an empty stadium. It was a full stadium. I've got a promise. Oh, but you know, we've been doing church now for six years and we're only around about 500. How does 500 people fill a stadium? Oh, but come on, God, come on. Oh, yeah, well, just keep going, keep going. Oh, how do you grow a church when 100 people leave every year because they just transition around the country? And uh, just giving you an insight on what happens up here. That's just a small insight. And stuff happens, and, but dirt gets in, dust gets in. But sometimes we've got to remember the promises. See, this place, um, Saichar, we're going to call it that, um, was, the, was the capital of, 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 of Samaria. This is where Abraham first came when he arrived in Canaan from Babylon. This is where, the, where, where God first appeared to Abraham in Canaan as well. There's a promise here. At this well, there's a promise where God first revealed Himself to Abraham. You know, you've got a well of salvation where God first revealed Himself to you. This is where Abraham built an altar and called upon the name of the Lord in Genesis chapter 12, verse 8. This is where Jacob came safely when he returned with his wives and children from, uh, from being with Laban. This is where Jacob bought a piece of land from a Canaanite named Hamor, for a hundred pieces of silver. This is where Jacob built an altar to the Lord. And, and, and this is where, where the Lord reestablished covenant relationship with Israel. This is where... The, you know, this is where other bad stuff happened as well. The daughter of Jacob was raped and the sons of Jacob massacred the men. So stuff happens in, in the same place as well. This, is, this was the plot of ground that Jacob gave his son Joseph. The land Jacob had conquered from the Amorites with the sword and the bow and, and, and in the unrecorded battle. This is where the bones of Joseph were eventually buried when they were carried out of Egypt. You know, this is also the place where Joshua made a covenant with Israel, renewing their commitment to the God of Israel and proclaiming, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is the same place, the same area of town where there was a well built. I wonder what are the promises? What are the declarations? What are the, what are the things God has spoken into your life that you could just call back on and pull, pull them up again? So, you know what? I'm going to dust this off. Anyone like dusting? No. In fact, I went into my garage the other day and there was a, it was a box missing. But I could see a very clean patch and an outline of dust around it. And, and I was like, something, something, that's where that was. And it was in my garage and I thought it was a tool and I'd borrowed a tool from someone. I was like, oh no, I think someone's come and stolen it. So I got on the phone and I rung them. 
hey, um, just wondering, and while I'm talking to them, their tool is sitting on the other shelf. Don't worry, I found it. It's fine. I'm like, what's, what's something's missing? Something's gone. And sometimes, you know, we never realise something's missing until it's been stolen. Until we see the patch that, 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 that collected dust. I wonder how many objects are collecting dust in our world right now. I wonder how many things that just, just we need to dust them off. We're going to dust them off, dig it up and leave. Music team, if we can jump up in both locations, that'd be awesome. See, this message about welling up, I'm really focusing the first one on in our devotion and our love of Jesus Christ. And I wonder if we could even just get to a place where we would redig the well of this is where I met Jesus. This is the moment that Jesus found me. When I was 14, I remember the moment. Some of you know the story, backslid. Fell away from God. But I know the moment when I was 17 and I recommitted my heart. Because it's a well that I, I choose to dig up. It's a well that I choose to go back to and go, thank you, Jesus. I remember being baptised in the Waikanae River in the middle of winter. I wear a wetsuit underneath my clothes. I remember taking a gulp of water and spitting it out as I came back up out of the water. It's probably not the thing to do. But there was joy. There was fun. Sometimes we've got to redig those wells. Pressure gets in, dirt gets in, situations get in, life gets in. But we only we only will draw dig those wells if we know what the reward is. The reward to me is that you'll be filled up. You'll be filled up. This is where Jesus helped me. Sometimes we've got to dig new wells. So I'm going to learn. There's areas in my life that there's just been stuff I've never done. I didn't grow up in a godly home and I've, and many of you all know this, I know Desiree's parents are amazing and brilliant and from 17 onwards I got to see some level of role model. But then I also saw another way. So it says that Isaac had to redig and he had to dig. See, sometimes we've got to redig old wells, but then we have to dig our own wells. I've been open with this for a number of years now, but I'm digging a well called parenthood. I think I'm going to be digging that well for the rest of my life. Because as they get older, you've got to keep digging. You've got to keep finding, figuring it all out. Sometimes you might feel like you're hitting rocks. But the promise is that Jesus says that you will be filled. So it doesn't matter what situation you're going through. If you dig, you'll get water 
and you will be filled. Um, there's a there's a book of the Bible called Hebrews, and it goes through, and the writer it's probably Paul, I reckon, but no one can definitively say. But in Hebrews chapter thirteen, there's this 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 chapter which is pretty cool, and it's just really like an overview and a highlight as he as they finish off the book. And some of the highlights is like, hey, keep on loving each other. You know, uh, keep on practicing hos- hospitality because, uh, by the way, some of you may entertain angels. That's a pretty cool way. Eh? Uh, it says here, remember those in prison. Uh, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another. Uh, don't love money. It keeps going. And remember your leaders who teach you the word. It goes on. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's where that scripture is. It says, do not be attracted by a strange new ideas. Uh, your strength comes from God's grace. It's good. Uh, keeping on going under the old system, the highest priest brought the blood of an animal into the holy place as a sacrifice, but the new system. And I love this. It says, so also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make His people holy by means of His own blood. So let us go out to Him outside the camp and bear the disgrace He bore. It goes on and then it says this, For therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to His name. I, I, I pray this morning that there'll be something that stirs our heart, which is in line with this. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus our continual sacrifice of praise, a continual sacrifice, a continual proclamation of our allegiance to, to Jesus. Why? Because persecution was coming on the church. What's happening now? Stuff's happening where, where churches are not getting listened to. There's over 770,000 people represented. I don't know if I said that right. 770,000 people represented, that word, by Christian leaders that have petitioned, not petitioned, but have, have sent to Parliament saying, this is how many people we represent, vote no. That's like a quarter of our nation and still they don't listen please I'm not being political here we need to pray and we need love and we need to honour but we've got to proclaim but we will only proclaim something if it's in us why don't we jump to our feet in both locations where I wanted to get to this morning was your first love? Was your first well? The well of, of, of the love of Jesus Christ. That He died and He rose again. And He became yours and my Saviour. And in a mo- moment, we're just going to worship Jesus. And then halfway through that song, I'm, service leader is going to come back in Mosgiel. I'm going to come back here. And we're going to give a declaration or an, what we call an altar call for people to ask Jesus to be their Lord and Saviour. 
what you're doing is you're, you're digging your first well. And the promise is you will be filled. And after that, we're going to finish. And so right now, just why don't you worship Jesus? We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.